Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. I, Ricky Loudermilk, and my friends Matt Lupe and Eric Loudermilk are on a journey to reach the life of our dreams while inspiring and helping others along the way. Whether you are going from high school to college, child to adult, follower to leader, nine to five to entrepreneur, or anything in between, we are here to help turn the page from dreams to reality. So the topic of reading books, it was originally started by you, Matt, where you kind of introduced the topic of reading books to get better to all of us as a friend group because most of us didn't read books. I know you got me and also Eric into reading books because it was something that you thought would be beneficial to us and it did prove very beneficial to us and it still is very beneficial to us. Books have shaped the way we think, all of us collectively, and we have read together a lot of different books. So through this episode, I want to give the audience a glimpse of our lives as shaped by the books that we have read. So the question to you guys is, what book have you read that you think has impacted your life the most in the way that you think? I think this year I've read 20 books, and that was really from the inspiration of Matt from introducing it to us last year. Through all these books I've read, big thing I've learned is it doesn't matter if you're just trying to get to the end of the book, if you're trying to hit a number, if you don't apply anything. And the book that I'm going to pick is the book that I would say spoke to me the most because I tried to apply it. I think I've read a lot of great books out there, and I want to talk about like the power of now because it really put a lot of things into perspective but the problem is it's not great because it's hard to apply this stuff in that book so i think a good book comes with the ability to apply what you're reading so the book that i think speaks to me the most is the four-hour work week what's the four-hour work week about i talked about it last time but it's essentially automating your life and how you can minimize the amount of work that you input to yield the maximum reward and life is about leverage in a lot of facets and how can you leverage your time how can you leverage other people's time and turn 40 hours a week into four hours and that's through taking vacations taking off days getting concise in how you speak uh learning how to optimally optimally talk to people uh, through all these different things, how can we shave down that 40 hours? So basically just optimize your life so that you can turn 40 hours into four hours. Yeah. How have you been able to apply that to your life since you said the difference between all the other books and the 40 hour four and the four hour work week was application? Well, I think starting from a broader perspective, We'll, we'll see a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but we won't know what the rich dad said versus what the poor dad said. So starting from a very broad perspective, I understood the actual broader perspectives that will allow you to turn 40 hours into four hours. Remembering the actual message of the book without getting tied down into the actual details. So getting people to do things for me, like now I have someone running my Instagram, getting people to do things that are mundane and just people are going to be better at than I am. So um, cold calling, I have people cold calling for me. I have people setting appointments for me for what I'm doing. I have people just doing more stuff where 
when I'm doing something else in the day, when I'm at the gym, people are sending me their work and all I have to do is review their work. Mm -hmm. But they put in all this time that I didn't have to put in. So that's as really as leverage as it can be. Mm -hmm. Why do you think this book spoke to you so much like at this point in your life? Because I think we've all encountered a time where you read a book and it it doesn't interest you because it might be the wrong time Mm -hmm. where maybe you're not in a situation where you need to learn about that subject or it's just not a priority of yours and then you might go reread that book in five years and it's completely different you see a whole Mm -hmm. different uh, perspective from it so why do you think this book spoke to you in the past few months that you read it i i think it's truly just lucky timing but matt i was talking to you like i've realized money is not what i want what i want is freedom and it's location freedom, it's time freedom, it's I don't want to respond to anybody. And the fact that I've been looking for this and I found a book that directly coincides with that and essentially tells me a way like how I can be free, it went hand in hand and it was just perfect timing where I'm like, this is what I want to implement. I don't really know what the four-hour work week was about before I read it, but I saw good reviews on it and it just matched up with where I was at in life. And I think The thing is, you'll never know which book is good for you. And it's just the importance of reading as many books as you can, because one thing will speak out to you. One one sentence in a chapter will speak out to you. One sentence in a book will speak out to you. But it's important in like everything in life is testing and going through things and trying different things. But you'll never know until you try books or Mm -hmm. certain things in life. Yeah, I think it's making you make some very good shifts in your life as far as your productivity because you've seemed to be a person that was very much like I will do this my way. Why do you think this book in particular caused you to make that shift in your productivity and mindset around outsourcing things? I think I realized that people value things a lot differently than I value things so people are willing to work harder in some aspects and people are also better at a lot of things and I realized I was spreading myself over a lot of different things. But if someone focuses their whole life on editing podcasts, I'm sure they're going to be efficient and good at editing a podcast. So it didn't make sense for me to do something that I knew other people were good at. It um, was difficult for me to kind of give up control in a sense, but it's also empowering because it allows you to get so much more things done. It allows you to become a leader because you're actually managing people, you're controlling people, you're telling people what to do, you're giving people a livelihood. And it it's helped me grow as a person just because I've been put in a lot of different positions that I haven't been put into. Like I said, I would have never given up control in a lot of these things because I would I was a do-it-myself person because I'll, I'll get it done how I like it to get done. This has allowed me to grow in a so much more accelerated time frame and uh, put me into positions that I didn't think I could be in before. Very nice. nice. Mm-hmm. So then, Matt, what was the book that changed the way that you think and a book that you think had the most impact on your development? So this, I wouldn't say is my favorite book, but I think it has the biggest impact on me, um, Relentless by Tim Grover. And this book is written by a man who trains high-level athletes physically and mentally, um, one of like a high-performance mental strength coach nowadays. You know, me being a sports fan and working in sports, I've always been like fascinated with like why are, what makes athletes so great and also like how do they invest so much in themselves to become, like take that next level. I heard someone recently say like, 
we need to invest in ourselves similar to athletes do. Like if you're a entrepreneur or whatever your role is in life, like athletes have all these different coaches, they prioritize their recovery. Like, why aren't we doing that too? You can have a speech coach, you can have a nutritionist, you could have a personal trainer, you could have a um, mindset coach, all these different things to help you make that next step similar to an athlete going from mediocre to a pro bowl or MVP caliber player. So I think that just kind of sets the table of like why this book was interesting to me and like fun to read. Um, but two things that came from it for me was Tim Grover talks about there's three different types of people in life, coolers, closers, and cleaners. So a cooler is an average person. Um, they're just there. They're, they play a role in life, in sports and business. A closer is someone who, you know, they're a little bit above average. And when they are needed, they'll close out the game. They'll show up when only when's needed on them, like dependable, um, but never going to be like your, your consistent guy. The cleaners, the most rare person out there. Um, a lot of people think they're cleaners, but not many people actually are. They're the people that show up every single day. They give it their all. Um, and you can depend on them, whether it's the first quarter or the last quarter to make a play. And I was reading this and at the time I was like, yeah, definitely a cleaner. And I read more into it. I'm just like, there's not, I don't emulate all these aspects. Right. Um, and I was just trying to be real with myself. Cause I think it's one of those things that everyone views themselves higher than they actually are. And you try to hype yourself up and you're like, no, I'm actually down here. Like these areas I need to work on. So since I read that book, it was about a year ago, um, really helped me like grill into my mindset of like, how can I be the guy, like be dependable every single day, show up for myself, show up for other people and just be someone that people can see, Hey, they're putting in the work and whether it is an average day or something in a high pressure situation, I can be the one that's dependent on. Um, because I think that's how like we find a lot of success in life and it gives you more self-confidence to show up when you really don't want to, but then also gives people around you confidence that if they're nervous about something or they don't think that things are going to go well, at least they can rely on you. Um, which I really like. And I think it's a very worthy goal to strive for, um, no matter where you are in life. So in what aspects of your life have you tried to evolve to become a cleaner? I think it all starts in um, discipline and fitness. Like if I tell myself I want to do something, like actually do it, show it for myself, not just when it's convenient, but when it's needed. And that might be every day. Fitness, I think that just bleeds into so many areas of life. So whenever I show up for a workout, like if I tell myself, oh, I need to do the cold tub, like actually do it. Um, if I'm working out, like not just sitting down on my phone for five minutes in between sets, like actually doing it. Because another thing is like, you never know who's watching you too. Sometimes you might be alone, but like people are always having an opinion of you. If you show up and you work hard, that can lead to so many different opportunities because people see that you're putting the work. So um, I want to make sure I'm putting myself in a good position to push myself physically and mentally, but also like the people around me, I want them to see this guy's about it. Like he is the guy, like Alex Hormozzi says, one of zero. Like there's no comparison to this individual. Have you gotten closer to becoming a cleaner in the past year? I would say so for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think there's levels to it as well um, because the stage I'm playing at right now in life, yes, I could be a cleaner, but the next stage I want to go to, I'm nowhere close to being a cleaner in that area. Um, so I think like even if you become a cleaner right now, 
you always need to work harder to make that next step to be a cleaner the next step. Um, like most businesses that people start, their first business is never their forever business because they, they learn the game, they get better. And then 10, 15 years down the road, then they build an empire. Um, that once you get to that stage, you you can be a cleaner in everything in life. Just because you have the experience, you have the confidence, you have undeniable proof that you are that person. Um, but right now, I think it's just trying to stack up that confidence and that proof that I can do it at this stage. And then how can I take it to the next level from there? Definitely. I think everybody wants to be undeniably a cleaner. So how did you start applying this into your life? Showing up for myself um, in fitness as well. But then also like if I'm ever depended on, uh, whether in work or, you know, at, at the house, um, with a, t a simple task, like I want to be able to do it properly so that people aren't questioning me and my abilities, but also questioning my, um, desire or not thinking I'm a dependable person. Um, and even if it's something where I'm not assigned to this specific task, how can I go above and beyond to say like, hey, I will do this even when not expected to. Um, so those, those are small things like showing up and like it's always easy. You know, we're coming, to, coming up on the new year. Easy if we set a goal for the house like, hey, we want to keep everything clean. We, we, we keep the house pretty clean. But let's say like a New Year's resolution, we want to clean two times a week. You know, it'd be easy to do that the first couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But in March, I would want to be the guy that's actually following through on it um, and not just you know, talking about it. How about your book, Ricky? So my book is a Grant Cardone book. And first and foremost, one of the most impactful books that I have ever read on my mindset is Be Obsessed or Be Average. But that's more of an honorary mention. The book that I want to say that has impacted me the most is Sell or Be Sold. And that was when we were in our sales job. And reading that book made me realize that everything that we do in life is sales. And the reason it spoke to me so much was because of the time period that we were in in our life, trying to sell things, trying to provide something for people. It made me realize that if you want to be of value anywhere in the world, you have to have something that you can offer to someone. And it made me realize the difference in jobs that are out there and the jobs that I want in my future or the occupation that I have in my life, not necessarily job, it doesn't come with a guaranteed paycheck. It comes with a hard work and discipline and basically where I'm able to write my own checks. And that really shifted my focus from I want to be someone who works for someone else to I want to be someone who creates my own life for myself. I like that and encompasses many different industries, even if it's not defined as a specific sales role or company. Um, after reading that book, can you look back on an experience in life where you weren't directly in a sales position, but having the knowledge and the foundation of sales could have helped you succeed better? Yeah, I think about either when I worked at Target or when I worked in EMS, I always thought that you had to work for somebody else. So as Jay Shetty says, in life, you are either a doctor, lawyer, or a failure. You have to be working for somebody else, jobs that are created by people. And that's my only option in life. I think that's why I initially looked at doctor as a career path that I wanted for my life. Getting more into it, I realized maybe I'm passionate. And I was passionate about helping people in the medical field. But 
I think the fact that I didn't know how to create my wealth because I didn't have that foundation, it led me down that path of strictly picking that. I think maybe if I were to go back in time in college, I would pick business maybe, or maybe I wouldn't even go to college and just learn something else. I think the fact that I was so limited in what I knew and all I knew was working for other people that it really dictated the path that I took in my life. After reading that and having the experience, would you want to get into a like direct sales job in the future or is it just a skill that will bleed into different aspects of your life now? I don't think I would want to directly get involved in a sales job, but I've always said I think sales is gonna be the job that makes me a millionaire because I think the skill itself is such a high level skill. Whenever you learn how to sell one thing, you can sell anything. And whenever you can sell anything, that's what makes you a dangerous person. I remember one of our sales managers was like, you can go drop me off in the middle of nowhere. I know nobody in a random town and I'll still become a very wealthy person because I have this skill with me. And now I fully believe that. What kind of person should read Sell or Be Sold? Every person should read Sell or Be Sold. I think it goes above and beyond the money aspect that I really took from it. I think it really bleeds into everything in your life. If you want a husband, if you want a wife, if you want a different job, if you want literally anything, I think can be taken in a sales manner. And with the methodical approach that the mentality that sales gives you, I think you learn how to acquire things in a different way that you would have never thought possible. So I think every person should read Seller Be Sold. Yeah, if you guys are looking for new books, those are three of our favorites. Um, highly recommend those, especially if that speaks to you and the area of life you're in right now. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope you are closer to finding success in your next chapter. If you want to stay up to date with our lives, follow us on social media at ricky.loudermilk, eric.loudermilk, and matt underscore loopy. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday to get you one step closer to the life of your dreams. We are extremely grateful for your attention and we will catch you all in the next episode.